0: Wow. I have to just say, before we even <laughs> start this, I mean, that is without a doubt the best $1,052 I have ever spent. <laughs> I, I agree. Talk about a great introduction. Wow. <laughs> well, 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 I, I, I am excited. I. Uh, my name is David Griggs and I'm joined uh, by my good friend, and colleague Andy Kane, and we're going to be kicking off a new podcast. Andy, why don't you tell us about it? Sure. Yeah,
1: I'm really excited about this little project that we've got going on. So this is called uh, the Last Call, and really what we're we're trying to solve here is uh, just taking one question a week and really just a ten minute almost sound clip of of what you would be talking about that over that last beverage right before the bar <laughs> closes down um, so we'll, we'll we're gonna be hitting on a variety of topics whether that is uh, the industry that David and I um, play in which is media entertainment um all the way to technology. To we're going to probably stay away from the politics and the religion well, on this one. yeah well, I we'll think. So.
0: Well, so we might meander into the occasional like <laughs> unsafe territory, don't you think? But um, I think in general we're trying to keep this light and and hopefully informative, right? But in a very kind of bite sized kind of way yeah Yeah. it's exciting so what so i guess the other thing i I should mention though andy is that because it is the last call and you know we have um an angry bartender staring us down from across (laughs) the room we are cramming in a last beverage before we hit the road um and so uh, what what is it that you've um you've chosen for today's podcast
1: i went with a local uh rubens brews out of seattle um Whoa. at their seasonal stay frosty ipa little 6.9 percenter with uh 50 <laughs> ibus so we'll see how fast i get through this one
0: wow you are you're just a really like an aficionado, aren't you when it comes <laughs> to um a beer particularly i'm always impressed by the kind of breadth of your selection i have a um gin and tonic which I don't think I can say anything more about it, really. It's a classic, but um, not as exotic sounding or perhaps even tasting as your your choice. So um, depends on the gin, my friend. Absolutely. That's a very good point. And we should save that perhaps for another question. But talking of questions, what is it that uh, we're going to try and cram into this 10 minutes? Yeah, so,
1: uh, you know, you kind of touched on it with my beer choice and really it's about choice. And once again, you know, I mentioned that you and I are both kind of in the media, media entertainment space. And so that's kind of top of mind usually. Um, so really what we want to tackle today is talking about the breadth of choice when it
0: comes to content. Is it actually improving our viewer experience? Yeah, that's a great question, isn't it? Because on the surface you would say, absolutely it is. Like, of course I can watch anything, anytime I like. Um, But is that really the case? And I think there's a couple of um, interesting anecdotes, at least I don't know about your house, Andy, I'm sure you have just as many of the uh, streaming platforms. It feels like there's a new one every day. All the pluses. Um, All the pluses, exactly. (laughs) Um, But uh, certainly I, I feel like one of the things I could share um, to help maybe kick us off on this discussion is certainly in our house, when it comes to um, you know, sitting down in the evening, perhaps with some dinner um, and or after dinner, whatever, right? And watching, trying to make a choice, we spend probably more time, you know, sitting in front of one or more of the you know platforms that are available to us, clicking through tiles, looking for inspiration um as to what we watch as what, as to what we might watch and i think if we added up all the time that we spent there clicking endlessly through little squares trying to find something, we've probably spent, you know, it's probably not as much time as we've actually been watching, but it's very close and certainly in a substantial amount of our time and lives therefore have been spent, you know, sitting in <laughs> front of these various interfaces. Does that ring a bell with you? Yeah,
1: you know, it's uh, it's funny. It's it's something you've mentioned before when we've either been talking to colleagues in the industry or even customers and it's, uh, you use the line, ultimate choice can be ultimately painful. Mm. And I think the <laughs> what ends up happening, right, is choice isn't free and what i mean by that is there is some type of cognitive load that is thrown on when you have to make a choice right instead of just flipping yes. on the television and going i think i'm going to watch channel five or whatever it may be and just watching whatever's on maybe you have an opinion whether you want to watch it or not but there is a, a a sense of what i would say uh choice stress that yes. kind of comes with it where You're flipping through these, you're flipping through everything on the, on the, um, in the app and then you decide wait maybe the, this isn't the app that I want to use so you switch apps and <laughs> right. you're just going you know all over the place trying to fit and it actually does put some type of I think you can it's almost palpable like when you I start agree. getting to that point it's desperation at the it end it becomes
0: and it increases very quickly doesn't it like I feel like if you've got a you know plate of food in front of you that's going cold while you're trying to I, I've in frustration before handed the, the remote control to my wife or vice versa because you know while like, well, you just pick something i i don't I, I can't even deal with it right now <laughs> it gets to that point right and it's that's nuts yeah. i mean we're talking about watching tv it's entertainment it should be fun so i think you're right that 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 burden that that is very real now we, we, to be absolutely fair we don't want to sound like a couple of old questions here television. <laughs> but you know i feel like you know that there is clearly a, like to be able to say you know you're out walking I'm painting a very nice picture here, you know, you're out walking mm-hmm. in a blustery day. And you think, oh, should we watch Star Wars tonight? And that, and you go, oh, yeah, that's great. And the, but that, the fact that that's immediately available to you, that's a good yeah. thing. No question, right? I mean, we shouldn't be sound like we're opposed to the idea of on-demand television at all. And and I'm definitely not, I think it's wonderful, but that's not the sort of modus operandi. It's not the normal way of interacting with it. You tend to sit down looking for inspiration. And that kind of leads me to, I think another important thing, which is that the, 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 the streaming industry collectively, I think has tried to solve for that. By providing recommendations, right, and they they will have like a, a set of tiles, usually pretty close to the top of your your um, in app experience, um, to try and coach you and 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 give you um, uh, ideas based on what I'm guessing, and I, I mean this very sincerely, but are probably fairly agricultural algorithms based on the data that they have on you, viewing history, etc. Um, but I wondered, are you is that really you think actually giving us a, a real breadth in not only the choice available to us, but the selections we make. Are we actually getting exposed to more wonderful content that way, or is yeah. it just kind of coming back to us like it's just being served back to us in a slightly different package?
1: Yeah, I think there's a there's a bigger fundamental question which we can probably get into in a different episode of you know is AI ML given a little too much credit so artificial intelligence machine learning is it given too much credit in that it's this magical black box things go in things go out at the end of the day it's a system right it it mm-hmm. takes in an input and creates output and if that output isn't really curated and eh, you know it, it can only take in so much uh of different variables um that would yes. look at, like, you know, David, where you live, what your interests are, on uh, you know, uh, maybe viewing some demographic, history, yeah, yeah, viewing history, demographics, and that's right. great, right? And they, it, and we've seen it, you know, we've all been down the YouTube hole, um, but. There's a there's an element that AI ML will never hit, and that's like uh, true human curation, right? Being able to look around and take in um, other factors that that would lead you to to maybe say, hey, you might actually like you know uh, this show, like the show we're one of the shows we're watching right now, which was on I think it was on uh, Cinemax, was uh, it's called Warrior. Never heard of it, but it was recommended to us by a friend. And they're like oh you might actually like this and i think the other thing that we've talked about in the past is the echo chamber Mm -hmm. um and this isn't just you know with the personalization engines being a problem you know this really ends up becoming more of a internet kind of phenomenon but um when you when we look at the echo chamber of uh, personalization, you know, is that really improving my viewing experience? Am I growing? Am I really entertaining myself and challenging myself? Do I want to be challenged? I guess is the first question.
0: But Well, I think but, the answer is probably yeah. yes, for most people. They they are interested in, in a breaking out of that echo chamber and finding something new. I, I think of Spotify as a great example of how that's, at least in my experience, mm-hmm. direct experience, shown me. A, a thousand new titles uh, and artists and records that I would have never discovered if I was just picking myself and right. I think that that's definitely an ml based service right but I do think music maybe is a, it's a slightly different topic isn't it but you mentioned the term curation and for me that is key i think if you are in charge of your own curation, curated feed or it is based somewhat agriculturally on some basic demographic and viewing history. You are not the you're not going to get the best experience because you're not the best person to do that. I think that's where linear television, just to, that's a very industry term. What we mean by that is you know the old, sort of traditional, old fashioned, turn on the TV and something is on type of television. You, especially in the days where I grew up, you know, not 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 before satellite television, and we certainly didn't have cable. Where I grew up, you know, there were five channels, and therefore you had to make a choice if you wanted to watch television um, through a, a much more narrow set of options. And therefore, you were more adventurous in that choice. And I think, by extension, then you got exposed to new ideas, different ideas, uncomfortable ideas. And I don't think that today. We could say the same for on-demand, self-programmed, you know, television consumption. Yeah,
1: yeah and, uh, and you know, there's been plenty of studies just around choice, and you could pick up uh, you know, a myriad of books that talks about choice mm-hmm. and and where the human brain kind of goes into this fight or flight mode when you hit into uh, I've got too many choices, and I think that's what happens when we start looking at content. And the uh, the issue is, like you said, that the industry has tried to solve this through these personalization engines. And I think they', event, don't get me wrong, it'll eventually get there. I'm a mm-hmm. technology optimist. You're a technology optimist. And yes. um, I think it'll get there. But for right now, it, there's just like, I don't want to call it because <laughs> it is tech. Like, I don't want to call it soulless, but I still value a friend's opinion on a show
0: over a personalized you know youtube channel infinitely more information being processed in that recommendation though than, than is possible with ml today but to your right your point to your point we have to be optimistic about the future here and i think it's super exciting and i certainly don't want to come across as i'm sure you don't as someone who's kind of trying to <laughs> rain on the, the, the transformative nature of like modern television consumption and on-demand services but i I do think it's an interesting topic but unfortunately andy we have i the bell is ringing and if we don't get out of here (laughs) i think we're going to get thrown out so i think we should probably wrap up today's conversation but um i had a this was a really interesting one i wish we could you i could talk about this for 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 quite a long time and perhaps perhaps we'll someday but um (laughs) in the meantime i think um do you have any kind of like closing thoughts or anything you want to finish up with
1: yeah, I think the the closing thoughts is you know they' it's not necessarily a bad thing to have choice. What I think we need as human beings is guardrails around that. Um, and whether that comes from a a AIML model or a friend or family member that's recommending things, like that's what truly makes uh, content and and that viewing experience I think special is mm. uh. You kind of have, you form your own opinion after that and you go, oh yeah, you know, Steve was way off. Like, why did he like this thing? And then you have that conversation with them. Or you go through that personalization engine. Maybe you find something that you can recommend to somebody. I think there's still an element of that human connection that really uh, needs to shine through on all of these.
0: Yeah. Thank God. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, look, um, I am super excited about our next conversation. We're going to try and do one of these uh, every week. But in the meantime, um, thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch you soon.